0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're live. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. This is the Newbie Photographer Podcast, and uh, it is good to be here today, be here with you all. I hope some of you are gonna log on and join the live stream and the conversation today. This is a really important topic. And while this podcast is certainly geared toward new photographers, maybe in your first three years or so of business, this conversation we're gonna have today is relevant to literally every photographer out there running a business. Finding a balance between... Business life and home life. Family or not, if you're single or you have family, you still gotta figure out how to balance business and your personal life. And so this is a really important discussion that we're gonna get into. And I'll introduce our brand new guests here in just a second. For those of you that might be listening to this live stream, of course you can keep up to date with the upcoming live streams that we're gonna do here, usually once a week, if you follow us at newbie N-O-O-B-I-E, podcast on Instagram. And then uh, you can do the same thing as well. For those of you that are listening to the audio version after the fact, please come join us sometimes for these live streams. Be part of the conversation. Would love to have you. And uh, I hope you'll do that. All right. Let me make sure my levels are up here loud enough too. There we go. Don't want to have the music overriding. Uh, Good. So we got the logistics set up. I want to go ahead and introduce our brand new guest for today, Meredith. And Meredith, I'm going to try to get this right the first time. Your last name DeChantala. Did I do that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Good good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a last name that isn't altogether that difficult to actually pronounce. Like when you actually take the time to sound it out phonetically, very much similar to yours. But if you rush into it, like a lot of times people will say Nathan Holritz. Holritz is, is my last name, but people say Horitz because they just kind of rush it and right. it gets muddled. And I don't know, it's kind of weird sometimes, but you probably get that a lot, don't you?
1: I get a lot of questions about my
0: last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very cool name. I mean, hey, at least it's unique, right? It's not like Smith or, or right. Jones or something like that. We get to we get to stand out a little bit. Well, I appreciate you being being willing to come on the show today. We've done a couple of series to get the newbie podcast launched. Um, one is called "I Wish I Knew," where I've had established photographers come on the show and share a big idea or principle they wish they knew about when they got started, just to kinda, and really it's ultimately to save new photographers time. And then we're doing another series that we've begun, which is called I'd Like to Know. And we've done one or two episodes so far, but I'm having photographers come on the show who uh, may be relatively new to the game, and there's a particular idea, something about running a photography business that they want to know a little bit more about. And that's what you're here for today. And we'll find out what that thing is here in just a second. But will you just briefly introduce yourself and your photography business to our listeners?
1: Yeah. So uh, my name is Meredith. Um, I started my business unofficially uh, back in 2018. Okay. Um, I kind of. So I did a family session for my own family and I thought, oh my gosh, this lady just made $150 in 15 minutes and I want to do that. Yeah. So I bought a camera and I called myself a photographer and I did a few shoots here and there. I did some mini sessions. I only screwed up one really badly before I realized I am not a photographer <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I have a lot to learn. <laughs> sure. So, over the next couple years, I became my best friend's personal family photographer. Hmm. Um, And then when COVID hit, it really was I was able to find time to I started classes um, through my local college. And then I did a mentorship program. And um, yeah, since then, I've been really just trying to grow my business. I actually registered my business in June of this year.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you.
0: Well, I, I like the very intentional approach that you took to kind of getting started in the photography business too, which is, and, and of course there are all kinds of different approaches. Uh, I kind of dove in the deep end. I st- I started back in 2001 or so. And for me, it was at the time, YouTube wasn't really even a thing. And so you got, you still got books like wedding photography books and portrait photography books, and you're still going, you know, you're going through the books and trying to read principles, get some inspiration from the photos, look at technical information of those photos and trying to pick up bits and pieces. And then I just went and photographed my first wedding. I'm trying to think, I don't even think I second shot a wedding. So I just, I just dove in. That's one way, but I like the more intentional kind of progressive way that you took, which is to you you realize, okay, I have a lot to learn and I'm going to go and make the time, take the time, make the investment to go learn kind of gradually, and then get into it and that's really really great i have a lot of respect for that it doesn't happen it seems like a lot these days so that's really cool yeah <laughs> do you Thank feel you. like that gave you a, a solid baseline understanding maybe not just about photography but also business as well what what side did you feel like you learned more about through that those last couple of years
1: definitely just photography okay. since i've registered my business i realized i need to become an accountant a business owner a web page designer like all these other things that aren't photography um so i feel like i'm trying to learn those things now
0: (laughs) well and that's really a great segue to our conversation today because you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right so as the sole proprietor as a photography business owner we end up juggling a lot of different moving parts trying to run a business and we deal with something that's called workflow right? It's not a sexy topic. Like when you go to look for photography conferences, the focus isn't on photography workflow. It's all the other cool things about how to make more money and live an incredible life and all these things, but workflow itself isn't super popular because it's kind of tedious and it's structure and it's organized and photography is about art and inspiration and passion and all these things. Yeah. And so people like talking about that stuff and this other part kind of gets left behind, but we all deal with the workflow piece, which is juggling all that you just mentioned and even more. Right. And right. That is particularly, uh, I guess it, we feel the weight of all of that when it comes to trying to then balance our business life and our personal life. I know I'm kind of setting you up for this this question already, but what would you say is the big thing right now that you want to just try to figure out a little bit more about in your photography business as you get going?
1: All right, for sure. So yeah, like I'm a mom of five kids. Um, so trying to build this business and trying to juggle work life and business, um, it's very stressful. So just how to juggle it all.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, I, I don't have five kids, I have two. <laughs> and, and But, but I was getting started in photography. Wow. Right around the time. My son was born in 2002 and so was getting started in photography and running a business around the time that he was born. And it, it was, I was kind of juggling that life with also trying to get a business off the ground plus working um, another job at the time before I actually went full time with photography. So it was a lot. And, mm-hmm. and then our daughter came along as well. And so, well, again, it's not five kids, like you're managed, you're having to deal with a whole different level. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I do understand and can very much relate to the the weight of trying to have a family life and not just exist in a family life, but like wanting to make that a really great family life for your kids, Right. but then also juggle a business and try to build that. So what would you say like innate to balancing those, balancing business life, balancing family life? What would you say there are two of the three biggest challenges that you see in that regard?
1: Um, I think just like... I also do have another job, so it's balancing all of it. It's spending time with the kids, you know, being present, like you said, not just existing in the family, but being present with the kids, being able to do things with them, not constantly trying to what's the next real trend and, you know, all that other stuff that you ha- you're trying to learn for photography at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It really is a lot. And it, and it does it keeps changing. Uh, and I can say that being in the industry now for 20 years, it keeps changing and you can't like, it's, it's fun to talk about how long we've been in the industry and we can, and I certainly have learned a lot as a result, but we also can't just park there. You have to constantly change and iterate and learn what the next thing. So yeah, that can be overwhelming as well. So, um, when it comes, so let me ask you this, if I can, um, Mm -hmm. do you, the income that you're generating from your other job, is that enough right now to, to take care of your needs, your basic needs? Or are you also um, wanting to start your photography business to, to generate the additional needed income?
1: So I actually have a second side business to oh, generate wow. the income okay. on top of my nine to five. And wow. I would like to eliminate my second side business and okay. let photography take over.
0: Okay. And the reason I asked this is not to try to get into your personal business, but it helps give context because starting a photography business and then trying to build that up and then trying to juggle family life on top of that, when somebody is in a situation where like they don't have a choice, but to make this thing work right now, absolutely. Or they can't pay their bills right. is a little bit of a different context and conversation than a conversation that exists in a context where you, you have income coming in. So you're okay, but you're trying to get to a place where you can take some of this extra work out of the way and and then make right. photography the thing. And, and that's, I'm relieved for you to hear that because that, that takes a yeah. little bit of the pressure off and it gives us a little bit more flexibility when it, when we, talk about how to approach the workflow to alleviate some of that stress and that pressure. So I I understand kind of where you're coming from in that regard and you're ultimately trying to figure out how to, to manage all the different moving pieces and then also be present with your family. I think the best place to start, you you may be surprised by this, but the thing that I like to go to with photographers, and we, we talked about this here on this podcast, I have another podcast called the Boca podcast that we've been doing now for a number of years. And something that I bring up quite a bit is is an idea called the big picture view. Um, I originally heard this phrase from a book called uh, Time Management from the Inside Out. Uh, The the author's name is Julie Morgenstern. And she said the most successful people in life have a big picture view that enables them to rise above the chaos and maintain perspective. And when I think about like rise above the chaos, it, like I'm sure your mind goes to what it's like to exist in a house with five kids and then trying mm-hmm. to do a business on top of that. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. And <laughs> and I can certainly relate to some version of that. So the the question is, how do we, how do we step outside the chaos and establish a bit of clarity in order to then determine how we spend our time? Because I could give you individual tips and tricks about, how to to you know do this thing more efficiently or do that thing more efficiently and we can talk a little bit about that for sure today because we have limited time i want to focus on big ideas and principles and maybe we can even do a round two of this of of, of this episode too but starting instead of tips and tricks with the the kind of overarching idea which is a big picture view i think is really important from my perspective that big picture view is com- is composed of really two big ideas so one is the amount of income that you wanna generate from the business. And and really, it's actually more than just from the business. In general, how much income you need to generate, period, okay? So you know what that number is, and you can do that math on paper. But what I would recommend to you is, you talked about the idea of hopefully being able to set aside the side business and let this photography thing take over. So that side business represents a certain amount of income. That's gonna be your minimum goal as far as your, as, well, not just revenue generated, you have to generate enough revenue to pay for expenses and taxes and then make that amount of income, right? So right. that's gonna be the minimum that you wanna set. And you have to determine what timeframe and what time frame you want to try to achieve that goal. When I think about a big picture view, I'm thinking about um, the financial needs that I have to pay the bills, uh the the and when i say needs too i think needs we can extend that even to adding a bit of money to savings maybe paying for a vacation or two because we've got to take a break or we're gonna go crazy right
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: that's kind of the baseline needs that i have and i'm thinking about that in the context certainly of this year but i'm also thinking about that in the context of say the next three or four or five years especially when it comes to savings how much money do i want to put away where do i want to be financially I know these are big topics, but I promise we're going somewhere with this. So, so we wanna establish a big picture view. The big picture view is made first of all of the financial uh, needs and ultimately goals, right? We have the wants and then we have the desires. You got to establish that really clearly. And that really is going to be a simple, at least at the outset is sitting down doing the math or maybe you're a math genius. You've already done it in your head, but you sit down <laughs> with a piece of paper or a, a notebook digital or otherwise, and just be very, very clear about what numbers you need to try to achieve or to generate revenue. You need to generate from this photography business in order to reach your initial goal, which is to replace the income from that side business. So that's where it's True. going to start that's the first component though. So big picture view, it's made up of two primary components. It's the financial piece. And then it's the time piece because it's great. And I'm going to throw out a crazy number here, but let's just say I'm like my, my financial goal is to make half a million dollars a year. So I, I want to make $500,000 a year. And I figure out a way to do that, but it takes me 80 hours a week to do that. Well, that is first of all, pointless, at least from my perspective on life. And two, of course it, absolutely negates my ability to spend time with family and friends and and have a life of any kind. I realize that's an exaggerated example, but my point ultimately being, you need to make sure that you balance the revenue goal with the amount of time that you have. So the first thing that you have to sit down and do the math for, like we talked about, is how much revenue do I need to generate to replace the side business? That's number one. Number two component of that big picture view is how much time am I willing to spend in a week or in a month, ultimately, if you want to kind of do the math that way, In order to generate this revenue to replace the income from my side business. Those are the two things. And they kind of balance each other out, right? Like, you know, maybe your initial goal is X amount, but in order to make X amount, you're going to have to work this many hours. And that doesn't really work for you because you've got to have time for your kids. So we need to drop the hours down. That's going to adjust the revenue amount. Um, But then there's kind of a third component to this once you've established that big picture view, you've established the amount of money that you want to make. And then you've established the amount of time that you're willing to spend making that money. And for your sake right now, especially since you have kind of that short term goal, which is to replace that side business income, let's say in the next six months or in the next year, you've set those goals, financial goal, time goal. What that is then going to determine is the business model that you establish for yourself. Now, what type of photography are you currently offering?
1: Um, I mostly do families, um, but I almost, am, I want to do anything. Like, I want to do everything.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> do you want to do everything in order to just make the money that you want to make? Or do you want to do everything because you just like everything? Are you, what's what's kind of the motivation, the reasoning behind that?
1: Well, I I want to try everything and then I want to stick with what I like.
0: Okay, got it. That's fair. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So again, and you're kind of in an interesting place because you have some income already. So you have a bit of flexibility in making the decision about what direction you go with the business. Now, just to be very clear, the reason that we started with that big picture view, financial goals, time goal is because, you know, for example, I could say, I want to photograph. um, I know that in my local market, there are not enough photographers photographing weddings for couples who can only afford a thousand dollars for a wedding photographer. So I want to make $80,000 a year. I want to generate $80,000 in gross revenue a year, and I'm going to shoot thousand dollar weddings. I guess I'm going to have to shoot 80 weddings this year. Well, I realized that my financial goal ultimately is not going to, it, it, I may be able to make $80,000 a year, the financial goal doesn't align with my time goal because I can't afford to shoot 80 weddings if I'm gonna spend time with my family, right? right. So that, again, <laughs> it's a very exaggerated but simplistic example of how then that big picture view will help you determine the business model that you want to build. That doesn't necessarily mean it's portrait photography or wedding photography per se, but let's just say, for example, you have 15 hours to give to a photography business a week or 20 hours. I, I would I've suggested this for some time, but I would suggest that a, a wedding photography business shooting 2030 weddings a year, for example, if once you set the systems up can be run in roughly 20 hours a week, it actually is surprising. Once you get the systems in place, how efficient a business model it is. So you've got your financial goals, you've got your time goals. You understand what those are and where you're not willing to compromise. That is then going to help you determine what business model you go into. The business model is the genre. So wedding photography, portrait photography, pet photography, you know, the list goes on. There's a long list of potential options. It's the genre. It is then the target market. And then as a result, the price point that you're charging. So those three components, and of course this is going to be this video will be available later. So you can go back and take detailed notes about yeah, all of this stuff. I will. <laughs> uh, but, that, those are kind of the three components, primary components, we'll say, of a business model as I'm referring to it right now. So you've established your big picture view, financial goal, time goal. Based on that, you determine the business model that you're going to ultimately in- implement. And I, I get that you're in an ex- experimentation stage right now, and that's kind of cool. Again, you have some of that flexibility because you have income coming in from, from other sources. But ultimately, you're going to want to make a decision not just based simply on just what you like, whatever feels good in the moment. (laughs) Um, There's definitely, incorporate some of that for sure because you don't want to do something you don't enjoy, but you also need to consider what it is that you're trying to achieve with this business and especially as it relates to your family. So consider those things. So you want to consider the the genre, the target market, and the target market of course varies closely as associated with how much you're going to be able to charge. How much you are able to charge and then the time necessary to carry out the work for each of those individual clients will ultimately help you decide whether or not that genre works for your time goal and your financial goal in that big picture. Does that make sense? Right. How that's all kind of connected? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does. And honestly, we could in some ways we could kind of stop the episode here, and and I'm not going to. We'll we'll, we'll give it a few <laughs> more minutes. But those principles I realize are very very big ideas and may take a few hours to sit down. Um, and, and kind of figure out, hash out, do the homework on so that you know exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve. And at the very least, once you establish that big picture view, it'll give you direction with the business model, which then, and yes, we're finally here after almost 20 minutes, but that, that will then help you determine how you're spending your time each day. And right. I know it was a long way to get here, but again, it would be very easy for me to give out tips and tricks about how to do something quickly and efficiently. And here's a tool and here's a subscription and here's the, this, but you want, really want to be clear about this stuff first, and it'll carry over so nicely to your day-to-day workflow. Because here's the thing: number one, it enables you to filter out the stuff that doesn't matter. TikTok, just as an example, um, I have a company called Photographers Edit, and it's a, it's a big company, multi-million dollar company, and we've done we've grown largely on photographer referrals. We have had some success with Facebook uh, marketing and and uh, now Google marketing as well that we're experimenting with, at Google Ads, but I know that, that I, at this point, am not going to see extreme benefit from being in TikTok. One, because of my target market. And well, and really, honestly, that's a lot of it. But then two, also because I know, based on data that I'm collecting, where my biggest sources of business are. And I know that spending my time on TikTok, while it may be trendy and certainly applicable for a, a lot of different business models, isn't going to actually benefit mine. But I know that because I know what it is that I'm trying to achieve with my company. and I know who I'm serving. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's that big picture perspective that we talked about that starts with the financial time goals and then leads to a business model, which then helps determine how you're spending time each day. So before you assume you have to do all the things, you can actually weed out some of the stuff that's not relevant to that business model that you've established as a result of your big picture view. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And honestly... I'm actually kind of tempted at this point to just kind of stop here. And maybe if you'd be willing, we could even come back and do a kind of an episode two um, where we can get into some of the nitty gritty of the w- workflow. I would really encourage you and for all the listeners and viewers to actually take the time to do exactly what it is that I, that I just said as kind of a baseline, establishing baseline. It will make all the difference in the world. And, and I say this from personal experience because I didn't have this perspective when I first started in photography 20 years ago. I'm realizing now how much more clarity it will bring and would have brought and how much stress it would have alleviated from my life at certain times anyway, had I had this kind of, kind of bigger picture perspective. And you can, you can kind of be excited about it and proud of it too, because it'll actually allow you to function like a CEO, like an owner of a business who knows what it is that they're trying to achieve and is ma- are making, you're making specific decisions based on those goals. Whereas I think back to when I first started photography, it was like, oh, this sounds like a fo- kind of a cool thing to do. Oh, I like photography and I like to be creative and ooh, these fancy lenses and, you know, cool camera. And, and then I started to enjoy working with clients and the creative process. There was, there was plenty of it that was great, but there wasn't a very clear direction. And so that as a result led to a lot of haphazard behavior and a sense of chaos and stress and like, oh shoot, what do I do next? You know, to make this thing work. So starting with some, some big picture clarity would make a big difference. Does that make Sounds sense? Sounds good. Is that helpful? Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I'll go ahead and give you some teasers. And then maybe we can talk about this off air after we get done. But maybe we can come back and do an episode two, both for your sake and for the listener's sake, just as kind of a follow-up. Because I know 20 minutes is such a small amount of time to delve into yeah. so much of this. But what I would say then is once we establish that big picture view, and you've then, as a result, been able to at least start to develop some clarity about a business model that makes sense based on your goals. Then you can start to weed out the stuff that's not that, that doesn't matter. And uh, in fact, the exercise that I recommend to photographers is to literally make a list from the time that you get up in the morning to the time that you go to bed at night, sit down and make a list of everything that you do in a day. And this will be some more homework for you, but literally do it. Piece of paper, again, digital notepad, whatever it is, make a list literally from the time that you get up to the time you go to bed personal and professional work everything all the tasks it may be 50 60 70 80 things that's totally fine make a list and then what i want you to do is go back through that list and first of all we're going to try to get rid of as much of that list as possible things that aren't enabling you to achieve your personal goals or your professional goals your business goals And you want to focus your time on the things that are enabling you to reach your personal and professional goals. I call that the distinction is a proactive task, something that moves me forward in life or moves me forward in business and a reactive task, something that has to happen maybe um, for the the business or my personal life to exist, but doesn't require my involvement. Or in some cases, maybe it's not need to happen at all. I know what it is that I'm trying to achieve. So I can just get rid of that thing altogether because it's not helping me get to my personal goals or my business goals. So make the list. Tag each of those things, proactive, reactive. You can make a little side note as business or personal too, if you want to, to make that distinction. And then you want to get rid of anything that's not relevant. Um, two, you ultimately want to figure out a way to automate as much of that as you possibly can. And this is where we'll maybe come back for an episode tool. Cause I too, because I can give you some of the tools that will help you do this kind of thing, uh, automate as much as you can, because. The cool thing is 2022 photography business owner, you have access to so many tools that are either free or inexpensive that will literally change your life. I use, uh, have you heard of Calendly? Yep. Yeah. So I use use that. You do use it. Okay. So, you know, I've used Calendly now for probably, I don't know, three or four, maybe five years, something like that. The amount of time that I've saved with Calendly, which is what, like a $15 a month subscription is mind boggling mind-boggling and the fact that i have access to something that saves me that much time as a business owner let's just say i'm I'm pulling a random number out of the air here but let's say i'm worth a hundred dollars an hour for example and i can spend 15 bucks a month to save three four five six seven eight hours in a week holy cow that's incredible right so (laughs) that's just one very small example but we can use tools like that that are inexpensive or in some cases even free to help us save time so we want to get rid of the stuff that's not necessary two we want to automate as much of as as possible and then three this is going to be a little bit more expensive solution but you didn't want to delegate as much as you possibly can now getting started in a photography business i know you have limited cash so you're going to you're going to have to make some some very specific decisions about what you can afford or not afford based on your financial goals your business model where you're at about what you do delegate or not but of course editing naturally is, is the thing that saves the most time uh, album design accounting um, administrative tasks, email, there's so many different things that can be delegated out, social media. Uh, and so ultimately there's an opportunity to save a lot of time, especially as a sole business owner, sole proprietor, family, trying to get this thing going, but also need to have a balance. Delegation is gonna save you all kinds of time. So you, you minimize or simplify, you automate, and then you delegate. And those are the three ways that will help you kind of pair that list down and get rid of the stuff that's not necessary and make more efficient the stuff that does have to get done and that'll save you a lot of time. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, so again, I realize outside of Calendly maybe, or Photographer's Edit, like I've only mentioned a couple of tools, we're talking about principles, the principles are key. The tools will change, you know, that's the thing about running a business is the tools will change, the approach will change. Um, As you pointed out earlier, we were talking about like how trends come and go, different, different platforms, you know, TikTok's big one day, Instagram another day, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. And, and there'll be others as well, this stuff all changes. But if we've got the principles in, in place, we know our goals, we know how we're gonna get there. And it, it enables us then to make really smart decisions about how we're spending our time. And then we can choose what tools to, to use at that point. And again, if you if you're, would like to, or you're willing to, when we come back, we can do another episode. Um, we can talk some more about tools. At the very least, for our listeners, um, if we don't come back and do an episode two with Meredith, maybe we'll come back and do another episode at some point, specifically about workflow and tools and and those tools that can save time because there are some out there um, that are really, really good. Maybe as a a closing conversation too, Meredith, I know we went a little bit long here. Do you have certain tasks right now that are taking a long time that I can maybe throw a tool or two out there just as a recommendation?
1: I think the task that takes the longest is... Finding the good tools. There's so many out there. So it's like which mm. ones work for me, which ones are good for me so it's like
0: You know that that makes <laughs> sense. So it is a bigger conversation So um, yeah. again, we'll chat about the details off air Maybe we can come back and do an episode two even in the near future and we can talk about maybe you can make a list of the things That you're looking for tools for uh, Because you're right. There are a lot of tools out there. I've done. I'm the nerd. I've done the homework I can probably answer most of the questions about the tools that that you'll need to use um, or want to use. And and I've been able to pare those down over the years because I like this stuff. So I've spent a lot of time studying it and I can give that to you at least as a starting place. And then maybe eventually you find something that works for you. But you're right. You can spend endless hours and there are so many different options, um, but I can certainly make some specific recommendations. So maybe we can come back to that conversation. You can make a list and we can start from there. Any other questions before we go?
1: I don't think so. This was great.
0: Okay, good. I hope it's helpful. Again, I know it's probably not necessarily the direction you thought we would go, but I think actually as a business owner, if you start with principles, and for everybody listening in or watching, if you start with principles, apply those principles, the other stuff will come a lot easier uh, in the end. And. I think that's where that's where the most important, that's where most of the weight should lie in the conversation is on the principles. The tools, we can figure that stuff out pretty quickly once the, the principles are put in place, the goals are put in place, you know the direction that you're going. That'll make all the difference in the world. For sure. Cool. Well, this has been good. I know I did a lot of the talking, which is kind of weird. Like <laughs> Normally I'm used to asking guest questions. Um, I hope it was helpful, Meredith. And for anybody listening in, again, we'll put any resources that we mentioned. I know there were just a few this time, but we'll put those in the show notes at newbiepodcast.com. You can look for that uh, in this episode with Meredith. And um, then look for a second episode, whether it's with Meredith or somebody else, we'll come back. We'll talk about some of those tools that we can use to help streamline workflow in a future episode. But thanks once again, Meredith, for being so willing to come on the show, to share, to be open. Uh, Really, really appreciate it. And certainly wish you the best of luck too with your new business.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome.